Hello, welcome to episode 4. Slight disclaimer before you start, we had some slight technical difficulties. If it sounds like Jace is over the phone, that's kind of because he is. But anyways, enjoy. Tony Marshall scores again. <laughs> oh, wow. Do you know what's funny, yeah? I've had to miss football so much, right? I've been singing it when I play FIFA and I score with Tony Marshall. Whenever he scores, I have to start singing it because it's not happening in real life. So I have to find a substitute, you know? It's been too long. And you know what's weird as well? I've been having football dreams. Have you? Yeah. They were so vivid as well. I remember it so clearly. Yeah, right? what did you see? So one of them was basically like going soon as slating Pogba, as he does, and basically commentators just chatting over the ball. And then my other one, which was weird, basically... I was like the manager of Arsenal, which is weird. Like of all the teams, it had to be the team that I hate the most. That means subconsciously you want to be an Arsenal manager slash you probably are a closet Arsenal fan. Not a chance. You think, you think I want to subject myself to that much stress? No, thank you. Not a chance. But yeah, that's how weird it's been. And literally, it feels weird. Like, you know, like during when, when the season finishes and like you miss football, it doesn't, like this feels worse because I don't know when the football's coming back. Whereas like when the season finishes, I know that football's coming back soon. And usually there'll be like World Cup or Euros or something to like, and like friendlies as well to basically like keep you going until the season starts. Whereas this time, for all we know, there might not be football until like the end of the year, if there is football at the end of the, the year. The funny thing is, you don't even know what's going to happen to it when it does come back or what it's going to be like because it's messed up a whole season. Literally. I think, it, like I said in, in previous episode, I think we should scrap it, start again. But we'll see. We'll see. I, I actually saw an article today saying that apparently the lockdown might be over for the end of April which I don't know I don't I don't think that's true I don't see how that would be that quick but who knows eh? well the lockdown due to coronavirus might be over but there's reports of something else which is lethal that's going to hit the UK the apocalypse does not end here apparently there are deadly giant Asian hornets that can kill you in one sting which is coming over to the UK well the hornets are Asian is that where they're coming from <laughs> yeah they're called Asian hornets aren't they? Yeah, apparently they do. They do. Yeah, okay, so how, how are they coming all the way from Asia? Like, how did they get here? How did they get in here? That's what I want to know. I don't know. <laughs> I know, oh, but apparently man. it's going to be costly. So they, they, they think it'll cost 7.6 million to get rid of them. Yeah, but how are they coming in? I don't, I don't understand it. Like, what? We'll blame this one on the on the environment, climate change. <sighs> this literally, this, this, this year, right? Like I said last week, and I'll repeat it again. We need to scrap this year and start again. Honestly, the worst. Hold on though. Everyone's saying like, oh, our 2020 has been horrible. I can't wait for 2021. But how do you know that, or how do you not know the 2021 is going to be even worse? But the thing is, 2019 wasn't even that bad. Like the last two summers have been pretty good, I think. Personally, anyway. I mean, it's not, it might not be the same for everyone. So I can understand why some people be like, but this year, this year has been like the worst year in my life. Really? I think so. Like in terms of, not necessarily to me, but I think like the, like the year where literally the most crazy things have happened. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like I think, well, well, I don't think this has ever happened in, in any, like anyone's lifetime. Or maybe I'm being naive and not realizing that's happening elsewhere. But it hasn't happened here for certain for at least 25 years, right? Or not? Yeah. When was the last one? When, 25 years ago, what happened? No, no. I since I mean I'm 20. Well, I'm not 25 years, but I'm talking about in my lifetime, which is in the last. I get you. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hear you. Like this is like unprecedented for us, our generation. Yeah, exactly. Now we're having to deal with deadly giant Asian hornets, apparently. But talking about deadly giant Asians, I wanted to give a quick shout out to my brother and sisters because it's National Siblings Day today. So happy National Siblings Day, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, it's National Siblings Day today. Yeah, no, I, I get that, but yeah. 
how did how did talking about Asian hornets get you to your brother and your sister? That's what I don't understand. Deadly giant Asians, <laughs> my little brother and sister. Fair enough, fair enough. They're lethal if you give them the chance. Big up all the siblings. <laughs> but to talk further about uh, these reports of these giant hornets, to be fair, I, I've kind of seen this report almost every year, and it, newspapers love to chat about things which just builds up hysteria or a load of panic in the public, and I, I kind of don't understand why they do this. Obviously, it's kind of like clickbaity stuff which brings in more views to their articles, but it's still really not it's just a bad thing to do yeah but when have the media ever been good that's the question you should ask yourself sometimes sometimes Let, let's not generalize no, the reason why i say that is because think of all like all that's happened in like the last years of like the whole love island and all that kind of stuff where a lot of, like the media are always trying to like they don't care about people's feelings and they just write articles about anything and the other day i saw a headline saying something about chris hughes doing something horrible to his girlfriend or something and literally i'm like you know what i'm not even reading this article because i saw that he retweeted it saying do you not even care about people's feelings when you write articles like this? So the minute he tweeted that I knew that this was trash, that they're writing just to get, and I'm like, nah, you're not getting, you're not getting my click. Um, but they do stuff like that, and then they just, and then they'll cry about our oh, um, mental health, this mental health, that. Like, why can't you be kind? Like, they're the ones that are, they're the ones that are like doing it, if that makes sense. And then when someone does something, it's like, oh, let's be kind to each other. But they're the ones that are not being kind in the first place, and and so it's just yeah. And like literally today, I read an article where they. Actually, when I said I read an article, I didn't read the article. So there was a headline where they basically picked out Rashford, uh, Sancho, and Kyle Walker. And basically, he's talking about how they were in the Tory, Wing, Tory Lanes of life, looking at, basically looking at bums. Scott McDonnell was in there as well. I saw that as well. That's what I'm saying. Jack Wilshire was in there as well from some of the tweets that I saw. But it's like, how is that even news? Like, surely there's more input. Like, mate, you're in the middle of a pandemic and you want to tweet about people looking, going on people's lives. Like, come on, mate. Surely you have much more important things to be writing articles about. Imagine you went you went to, bro, think about it, yeah? You went to uni for three years to study journalism for you to write an article about someone going on someone's life. The original concept of journalism was to report about events and to, to give the correct information out to the public. I, oh, I feel like perhaps... The concept of journalism has evolved over the years where it's just become about we've got to be the first people to report a certain type of news and it kind of doesn't matter if it's not true. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. And that's not right. Like They, they don't care if the news is true. It's like, let's just put it out there so we can be... Like, it's the same thing happened when Kobe Bryant died. Rest in peace to him. Literally, the night, literally within minutes or a few minutes of it happening, I've seen tweets from people, uh, from like some of these companies like TMZ and all these other places tweeting about, oh, but the thing is, they didn't even, they didn't have the facts because it seemed like, yeah, all his four daughters were on the plane or and his whole family was in a plane but the thing is they didn't know and then later you find out that that's not that's not like his whole family wasn't on the plane and it's stuff like that where they didn't they, like imagine his family found out through social media like they didn't even, they didn't even have the like they didn't get to find out privately they basically found out the same as everyone else in the world which I think is a wild concept and I think like a lot of these media companies need to sometimes have a little bit of respect and a little bit of decorum and not just basically just try and get everything out of it because you want to be the first to break the news like, when you don't even know if it's true and because and by that way you're ruining people's lives or you're you're having a negative impact on people's lives and you don't care because or to get your clicks I think it's crazy 
but yeah. On a more lighter note, though, I've seen the responses on social media. So, for example, referring to the spread of the giant Asian hornets, people are being like, not now, bro, or this isn't the time because of coronavirus and stuff. Um, and it just <laughs> yeah. refers, it just reminds me of like how we've always got memes for any sort of dark situation. For example, at the start of the year when we had all the potential World War Three, everyone was just coming out with meme after meme after meme. And a lot of us basically find humor in terrible situations or terrible circumstances because like you said especially with the World War 3 memes when they first came people like it's not like people thinking oh brother, we might be going to war people literally talk like joking about getting drafted or, or try to avoid dra- getting drafted into the army and all kinds of like funny memes which I can't lie were very very funny and I laughed a lot and I definitely didn't take it seriously and I'm glad it never happened because boy I would be the worst soldier ever I swear you said last week that you, you, you've just got that survivor ability when it comes to apocalypse situations didn't you so surely you'd be able yeah, to that's, have that's, the same that's, that's, that's fighting zombies and that going to war World War 3 because some because of some 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 dumb because a couple of leaders had an argument like disagreeing about something or because they want oil or something like that Do you know what I, mean? I ain't trying to fight for that but if we're fighting aliens <laughs> we're fighting zombies sign me up i'm there for that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i mean i like i said to you no matter what the situation is yeah we, we don't take anything serious we will literally die laughing thanks to twitter i i think to the darkness of media and sunlight i also see some sort of light on the other side in social media obviously social media has its dark sides though and I, I don't think all the whole media is bad because sometimes you read you read heartwarming things like today i found out that another like 101 year old and a 97 year old i think a man and a woman both survived from coronavirus and i was like oh that's amazing because they're basically the odds were against them but you, you, you see things like that and you're like yeah this is this is what this is what i want to see in the news this is the content that i'm signing up for you know not he was he was what watching someone twerk on someone's instagram live you know what i mean but that's my personal preference i guess yeah i hear that i hear that but yeah meme, memes have me hospitalized and on that key word of hospitalized you know what we were talking about last week about a certain prime minister getting COVID. Big up, big up the PM. Big up Bojo. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I said Bojo, but that sounded a bit weird. That's why I said big up the PM. <laughs> <laughs> like big up man like Boris. Come no, on, Bojo. Literally, uh, literally straight after we <laughs> recorded the episode, uh, this guy's laughing. Literally straight after that episode, day after the reports came out that I got hospitalized, and I was like, Shen, do we re- do we re- release that part or?" <laughs> But no, people are gonna people are gonna listen to the podcast and be like, "You man are pricks." Like, <laughs> but then big him up. He's he's out of hospital now. Like, big up NHS again. Always. Are you yeah, sure? He's out. Yeah, I think so. I think they said he's walking and stuff. Actually, actually, I'm not sure. Actually, he no. Okay, he's walking, but he's not walking out of the hospital. So it is good news for him. Like he's yeah, he is out of intensive care, like you said. Like, and he didn't even have to be on the ventilator. So he is well for those global listeners that are worried. But the thing is. A lot of people have been saying harsh things, like saying like he does, des- like he deserves. A lot of people can be cool, man. They they can say some pretty savage things. What, what do you think about? I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah, yeah, I have, and I think no matter how you feel about someone politically or blah blah blah, wishing ill on them, wishing death on them, I think it's, it's disgusting. Like it's never that deep. I'm glad he's okay. I'm glad he's out. Um, he's out of the serious part and he's coming like, and I hope he recovers well. Because whether you agree with him or not, he's still human, and you can't go around wishing death on people I think that's just that's just crazy yeah I think some people just some people just need to chill like I, was, I think there was like a certain like a trade union leader I don't know which which union it was apparently he said something like um, he'll celebrate when if like Boris dies or something I was like whoa like bro chill that man. is horrible I think some people forget that the guy no matter again no matter what 
your political stance is. I just got a kid coming on the way. You've got a pregnant girlfriend and you're like, you know what I mean? Like, Again, on the other hand, I, I do hope it gives himself and the government some added bit of empathy, like a bit of understanding of what it might be like for those who have it. So, but yeah, something else that, other than the coronavirus, if it was to happen to me, would be if I was a, to be a millionaire, I had to give away 50% of my cut. Yeah, I guess you're talking about the footballers, right? Nope. Not at all. I'm actually talking about Adele having to pay out 140 mil after she got divorced. Bro, that's wild. So basically, she, she she owes apparently like 140 mil of her. What well, she she has a net worth of 190 mil and she owes 140 to her ex. How does that even make sense? I think someone. I think it's, it's, it works out something like 80 percent of her of her wealth to him. Which yeah, it's just like. Well, like, to clarify, like, to clarify, we, we should get it right, though, because we did talk last week about not giving out false info. So basically, it's actually the ex-husband isn't going to get all of that 140 mil. It's basically that 140 mil is going to be split between the two. So they'll get 70 mil each of the 140 mil, if that makes sense, which is still a massive chunk. Actually, do you know what that's right Because actually, what I thought, I'm glad, I'm glad we clarified that because I actually thought he was given... No, she was giving him like 140 million out of her 180, 190, however much it is, which is crazy. The fact that it's half of that 140 mil, I don't know how I feel about that actually. Maybe it's not as crazy as I thought it was saying that. Only because only because when you go into marriage, everything becomes yours. Like as in like it's a like it's both of yours together. So ah oh, man, I don't know. Should more, it though? I mean, I see. I don't know how I feel about that because, for example, when um you know like Jeff Bezos when he when he divorced his wife and he gave her like half of everything he had, which was like billions. Yeah, so he gave over about think, 30 billion. But she helped him with the company. So as much as he was the face of it and everything, she was also very active in helping him get there. So her taking half when it doesn't work out isn't as crazy. But with Adele's husband, I mean, I don't know what his role is in terms of like, apart from being her man, did he help her accumulate that wealth? Um, and if he didn't, then that's a bit mad, I think. <laughs> well, I think it's it's interesting that you mentioned Jeff Bezos because like him and his ex-wife, I think where they were together for what, decades, whereas Adele and her husband were, around for were together for only six years as a married couple so it's just like there's a massive difference so surely he, he the ex-husband of adele didn't have more, as much of an impact as jeff bezos his former lover former wife that's my specs please and um, lover and lover <laughs> imagine like someone got married and maybe like a year or two they didn't break up and then you give them 70 million that's because in two years you haven't really helped accumulate that wealth so six years it's still not that much more. Like, six years isn't that much more I don't think especially if she's been doing her thing for years and years and then the man that she's been with for six years is coming to take 70 million for it which I don't know I don't know I think that's I think but I don't think but saying that I don't think he should be left with nothing but I don't know if he, if he should have why shouldn't he be left much. with nothing if he didn't contribute to her earnings how do we know he didn't contribute that's what I'm saying we're, we're speculating okay I, I'd like to base her on solely on if he didn't yeah if he didn't then why should anyone or even if in the circumstances of someone getting married to someone who's already rich why why should they get half of whatever I, I don't know that's just me I just feel like it will sting me do you know what I think okay so this is this is this is my opinion right however much money they had so anything that she brought to them to the marriage before the marriage that one can't be touched yeah agreed so within that six years whatever they have to give her that is what should be I guess split and then what if that six years that was probably when she was at the height of her stardom and that's when she made most of the money so then that's 
about six years is where he's going to take like 70 million. But then it doesn't like everyone needs support. So even as much as okay, so the reason why I don't think he should take nothing is because as much as maybe he wasn't he was he may not have been active in her music or whatever, the fact that he was her partner means that he would have supported her anyway, like just in life. And so sometimes people forget that those like those are the people that like people who encourage you, support you, are also key to your success. So maybe he hasn't done much, or maybe I really wouldn't speculate, but maybe he hasn't done much in his in her music career. But maybe he's the one that has supported her, encouraged her, and so maybe he has does he does have a role in her getting there. So maybe he does deserve something. And but seventy mil. Well, I guess he, he he married lucky, you know. In life, you take you, you take your chances, and he played the game well, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whether whether I um, agree with it or not, not to respect the game. True, say true, say. Probably should have signed a prenup. Would you ever sign a prenup? Prenup, prenup, prenup. I don't, but I don't know, you know, because I feel like a prenup is kind of like I'm shook that things aren't gonna last forever, so I'm putting something just in case. It's not just you. Surely, if you were the other person, you'd be like, "Whoa, you don't trust me." Blah blah blah. It's a really tough, tough thing to go into. It's like it's like um paying for car insurance. Like you, like you hope you never get into an accident, or you hope you never have to claim or anything, but you have it just in case. And if you look at it that way a prenup isn't such a bad idea but it also I think it's maybe doesn't start the relationship or the marriage up on a like yeah I know we're gonna last forever do you know what I mean yeah like maybe there'll be a bit of like like bit of distrust between both maybe I just have a lack of trust but I will probably go for the prenup option because I always like a sense of security and but at the same time yes you are right like it is such a bad way to start any sort of marriage or something like it's basically just saying like I don't trust that we will be together forever in a way yeah exactly so, oh, and again, it also raises the question of like, what do you value more? The security of a relationship or the security of money? Mm. 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 Speaking of people who are getting money that they don't deserve, what about the MPs who are getting extra 10k for working from home? I don't understand that. Why do they need extra 10k if they're only working from home? I don't get it. That, that's a good point. It's because, so they're getting their funds from an, a separate fund funding body, so they're not funding themselves, that should be said, but they're getting that extra bit of cash because they don't have the means or resources to be working away from Westminster, allegedly, supposedly. So that's why they've been given that extra K to basically readjust for working remotely. What do you need 10K for? Like what? To get what? A computer? A phone? You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> no, but I just... But basically that should... All, it, it stresses the point again that it should be reinvested into other places. I'm going to keep banging on about it. Everyone's going to keep banging on about the fact that the NHS need more protective gear. Exactly. So if you're giving 10K to every, every MP... However many, however many MPs are, that 10k probably adds up to quite a lot of money, which can be given to get PPE for NHS stuff, you know? Yeah, and people aren't talking about the, the need for more protective equipment for no reason. For example, there's a doctor called Dr. Chand who recently passed away, and this is a person that was urging the need for extra protective gear for months, months on, and he sadly and unfortunately passed away because of working in the front line and, and contracting the virus. And, you know, it, it's, it's gotten to a point where hospitals are even reaching out to companies like those brands that do party costumes for protective equipment that's mental it shows you how desperate we are right now um, that they're having to ask other companies to basically help them and it's the same way like it's like they're now asking for like companies and like health, wealthy individuals or they're not, maybe they're not even okay yeah well they are because Matt Hancock the health minister was basically saying that Premier League footballers which I think we mentioned last last time to help basically chip in we did to yeah. help the NHS um, and see in this time a lot of rich people do get attacked for for not doing much 
in a time of crisis. But we should also outline those people who do or some, give them some a bit of, put them in a bit of positive light. So for example, there's been loads of names of people with large bank accounts <laughs> that have been doing bits for society. For example, like George Clooney donating one mil or Roger Federer also donating one mil. You two donated 10 mil. Rihanna donating five mil to charity. Yeah, I think that's great. But they shouldn't be forced to do it. At the end of the day, it's their money. Like you can't tell someone how to spend their money. If someone, if someone chooses to donate some of their money to help, that's great. And if someone also chooses not to, that's technically that's also great because they like they made their money and they sh- they should basically choose what they want to do with it. It's not like if they pay the taxes and everything, they're, they're contributing technically, aren't they? Um, and I think people need to stop finding scape- scapegoats to blame and look at where the people that actually sh- should be should be doing their their bit to improve things instead of like trying to put the blame on celebrities and other people who um, have a lot of wealth you know so another group of people that I wanted to mention one that touches our hearts obviously the, the more than any others because we do love football this is the heartwarming part a big clap for the players So basically, players like Jordan Henderson, Jamie Vardy, Harry Maguire, Marcus Rashford, to name a few, Igalo. will be donating, and, and obviously Big Man Igalo, they'll be donating a percentage of their wage to directly fund the NHS, including the staff, volunteers and patients, which firstly, I think it's really smart. So it's going to an, directly to an NHS, NHS charity and not to just some random charity where they don't know what's done with the money that they're donating with. So they will know that the place is going to... It will be directly used for the people that need it so i think that's the probably one of the smartest things they, that they could do so football players aren't generally known for being the smartest or giving credit for being the smartest but that can we give them one more clap for that Big them up, big them up. Come on, yeah, yeah. No, I think, I think, I think that's amazing. Big them up. That's actually it's incredible that they're doing that. And I think big up anyone who does choose to help. And I think anyone who doesn't want to, like, shouldn't feel pressured to. Either way, if I had that kind of money, I would, I personally would, because that's my own choice. Um, but if someone chooses not to, they shouldn't be grilled by some random people on social media who don't even know them. Yeah, I totally agree because I, I think it's really cool, especially because the footballers are are easy targets. So people who are in the in the limelight, they're easy targets. So obviously, as you mentioned again, the last week the Minister of Health singling out the footballers to pay up but I, I think people also forget that a lot of these players come from nothing or like working class backgrounds so I'm not surprised to see the footballers react in, in a way to help because another amazing thing about this is like a lot of these footballers are role models to kids so a lot of kids will be looking up to them in any sort of situation and so kids are seeing this act of selflessness and this act of kindness and that's gonna they're gonna pick that up and that kind of spirit is gonna in a way spread faster than the current virus <laughs> i think i think um like I, I actually read i can't remember if maybe an article or something where people someone's saying that they're basically attacking working class people who are basically accumulating wealth as opposed to real the real life upper class who have like loads and loads of money um and it's kind of like uh like obviously it's, it all comes down to oh, people saying oh like the upper class are always trying to blame other people or whatever um but why have i not heard anyone talk about the royal family i mean i don't know what if the royal family are have done it but they have loads of, loads of money how can no one say that oh, they have to why is it football and i think like football is always an easy target um, because i i feel like people will target footballers because they're it feels like they're, they're more let's say more relatable so people will feel like why aren't you doing it you're more we relate to you more whereas I don't know maybe they don't see the royal family as in that same sphere socially to, to us people forget though that footballers get taxed a lot of money as well so they're probably like one of the highest contributors to like all the public funds because obviously they earn a lot like high income but they put 
they get taxed at least 40 percent or more um of their weight so it's like people like people forget that okay like we yeah we get taxed but we don't get taxed as much as they get taxed they get taxed even more because they're they're high income earners and so they actually do contribute a lot anyway yeah i, I know what you mean do you know what another thing that's messed up is that someone might be attacked for not donating when they might have actually already donated but just chose not to publicize it through media so what if you have done that but so th- that kind of says in a way that everyone who donates or does some an act of kindness kind of has to tell the public or else there will be in in, in the firing line so like it's like kind of like because i've always always thought that like if you're going to do an act of kindness do you want to be that person who's like hey guys i just donated 30 mil or like do you want to just because i would prefer to do something like that in the in silence yeah but I, that I kind agree, of means you'll be kind of vulnerable to people attacking you for not doing anything you know i think people should just mind their own business because there, there are a lot of people who, who do good without publicizing or put it all over social media or whatever because they're not like, they don't like to flaunt everything um, and i think just because some people do people expect everyone to but not everyone wants you to know their business and not everyone wants to put every aspect of their life on social media so if they're giving money in like in private and you're attacking them it's literally like it's literally like mate you don't know what to do with my life but you're here criticizing me not knowing that i actually have already given money do you know what i mean and, and it's just it's just it's just stupid if you ask me talking about celebs silly and stupid Tory Lanes <laughs> <laughs> Go got banned on Instagram live but then he um he got it back he, he's back he's back on now because um, apparently he he, he had to he went to speak to the CEO of Instagram and uh, something I would, I saw that the clip where he was basically explaining that um, he's on probation now and he has to be on his best behaviour for a while and basically make sure there's no crazy stuff on there and apparently he, he sent his new album how is he going to regulate that I don't know I, I reckon he'll probably get banned again who knows show place bets audience what do you reckon how long will Tory Lanez last on Instagram live that's a good that's a good game actually I know I stay at home challenge comment on our Instagram uh, how long do you think how long do you think Jace uh, I think it'll last another week max I think a week and a half Ooh optimistic I'll give, it, I'll give him 10 days i'll give him 10 days 10 days by the time, imagine by the time this podcast is, is, is out and he's, he's already been banned. banned imagine that That'd be funny <laughs> it wouldn't count though i'd say that it would have to restart so we'd have to give him all right okay so we're saying one week from when this podcast comes out yes yes that's exactly okay. it that's how it works okay that's fair. All right. Okay. So one week from when this podcast comes out, and ten days for you for when this podcast comes out. Brilliant. Brilliant. Now, from a, a, a light-hearted thing to something that's, I think it's going to be a bit controversial, man. This is kind of a, it's going to be a meaty one, basically. So uh, you've heard about the report of the vaccine testing in Africa, right? Yeah. I think I'm not sure. See, the thing I'm not sure if that's exactly what the doctors meant, but the way they said it definitely came out very wrong um and it came out i like definitely had a racial tone to it um where they basically were like oh why don't we just do it in africa or whatever no blah 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 blah, blah. it's like mate like, they, like do you know what I mean? like it, it just seemed like they didn't have any respect for africa for african people and they're like oh let's just go do it there because it's easier or whatever and it's like um, which is which to be honest with you in science research sometimes it is it is the case and there actually is like ethics against it so yeah, i think it's called like 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 research Hum, hum, but I've basically read about it. So basically, you have, if you go to a country where the laws are a bit more relaxed in terms of like doing research, because doing research is very, very regulated, um, especially on humans and stuff like that. So if um, you go to a country where it's not as heavily regulated, you still have to act with, uh, you still have to act with respect and basically try and uphold a higher standard. But a lot of people do go to these countries, um, whether in Africa, Asia, Latin America. 
and basically just conduct research constantly to get it there, which is awful. And I think maybe that's the kind of mentality that these these scientists had. I do understand that when you're sort of in research, you have to, you do, you do kind of have to test it everywhere. And they did say that they're testing it in Europe first and in other places as well. But for me, as far as like, it's not going to be, oh, yeah, let's go join Africa because it's easier. And, let's, and then if it's safe, we'll bring it back here. I think if that's not the case, but if that's the case, then definitely it should not happen. And that's crazy. But if it's like, we need a diverse amount of people and we need a variety and we need to test it here, 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 then I like to me, that makes a bit more sense. Yeah, so obviously if they were to say, oh, let's test it on Africa first for no reason, then obviously yeah, that's a, it's a mind-boggling thing to say. But I, I do feel like they were, what they said was misinterpreted. What they were trying to say from just, this is from judging from what they said after that statement was my interpretation was the fact that they were trying to say that they've already done tests in Europe as well as Australia. So this was the other place that they've already done testing on. So what we're referring to is a COVID-19 vaccine trial for tuberculosis. They've already tested that in Europe and Australia. And the, the idea was to move that also into Africa. But the way they said it, which was such a dumb way of saying it, and it just sounded like they said, all right, let's, we're going to test it in Africa. Africa first, which is obviously why people took it as in that the latter manner. As they should, and I understand why people were angry. Um, My question to you is: Where did you hear it? Um, so the first place I saw it, I think, was on someone's Instagram actually. On someone's Instagram. Story. See, this is the thing, though. But we talked last week about people hearing things and spreading information yeah, um, that aren't, but then clarified on social media. So it works. I watched, I watched the video and I saw the translation because my French still isn't that great yet. I'm still learning, but it's not that great. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, and then I, I was like, so, so actually when I first heard it, I didn't, I didn't, I basically was a bit like, mm-hmm. I didn't literally just go, oh, this is crazy. Because I feel like sometimes things, um, especially in, in situations like this, things can get misinterpreted. So I wanted to find out more information about it. So obviously I did a bit of research and found out that the institute where the scientists are based basically said that it's been misinterpreted and basically said what you've just said about how they wanted to test it in other places as well, or had been tested, um, tested in other places already before going to Africa. But I think the way it was, I don't know if the if is the way it was translated into English or the scientists' demeanor and the way they spoke about it, like quite um, offhand, like yeah, let's go do it in Africa, blah blah blah. Um, it didn't come out, and who knows? Maybe maybe that's exactly what they meant, but obviously like PR made them change it, like oh no, that's not what we meant. Who knows? But could have been. Is that I, is that how it, it? So that's how it looked like because from the quotes that I've been reading, that what they were trying to say is they wanted to also do studies in Africa as well because of in a means of comparative studies. So of the fact that there is, from what I read, a lack of let's say masks and so on being used around Africa. So they wanted to to test the the a comparison of differences in cases between Australia uh, and results in in Australia Africa and Europe but I think you also have to understand like I, I get that and I understand that okay maybe that's that's what it meant but you also have to understand that because of what people have seen in history sometimes people are a bit always will, will take things with like oh well like um, this has happened to us before and we're not going to allow it to happen again for example the uh, the syphilis trial in, um, in the US in like the 1930s or 40s I'm going to say um, where they're basically injecting men with syphilis um, and testing it on like so like black men um and um, basically doing um, doing this testing on them without them knowing. So when people when people have heard of stories like this, when they hear it again, they're always a bit more like, well, not again. So that's why I can understand why people would be angry straight away, even if it's not exactly the truth. And it's kind of like, okay, like basically trying. So that's why I um I 
took it I took a second to actually maybe do a bit of research before I made a judgment on like oh just because it's on someone's Instagram doesn't mean it's true because there's a lot of things on Instagram that aren't true or a lot of things on social media that aren't true so um yeah so you just have to be careful with what you see so I think that's been one of the biggest lessons of the last three or four weeks since we started out in quarantine it's just is it's, well for, for for me and you anyways is to make uh, make sure that that we're assessing concrete evidence I, I think before making an opinion and spreading that on yeah i think i think that for me that's actually like having this podcast has been quite helpful because if we're, i'm talking about things um i don't want to just say oh by the way i heard this i want to make sure i'm, I'm not spreading any false information or just kind of like adding to the nonsense that's already out there and actually give a bit of clarity to people and also learn myself because I think I've learned a lot of things in the last few weeks in doing this so this has been great for myself as well so that's there's a lot of learning and another thing that I've learned more intense stuff apparently right there's been a surge or an increase in the people reporting intense vivid dreams while self-quarantining so what I'm asking our listeners is have you been experiencing any crazy dreams lately if you have, drop it in our DMs. To be fair, I have. I had a dream that I was manager of Arsenal. That's a crazy dream. So I yeah, I guess I can I can I can say I'm having crazy dreams as well. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, you know, managing Arsenal. <laughs> so basically teams. right what so what one weird pattern that a lot of people are experiencing is, is apparently bug dreams and so the reason behind this is because people's dreams are increasing up to more intense levels because of increased anxiety about the covid situation and bugs somehow are some are somehow related to this and this is according to a psychiatrist called dr barrett from harvard university he's from big harvard university barrett. so you get big up dr barrett of course give him a clap cheers dr barrett your information must be true because you're from harvard but apparently we dream more during abnormal times because our brain uses the let's say out of ordinary information and we process this during our time of sleep did you know that that's a piece of information that i've i learned something new today again again thanks mr dr barrett dr barrett big up Big up yourself. Big up DB. So at a time like this, we're all like di- digesting information about a threat of viral infection. Like, I, so did you have any other crazy dreams? Because I can't really think. Of, I well, I have had weird dreams in the last week, but I kind of all forgotten them. Yeah, I think I think similar to me. I've had some dreams where I literally, but no, I've had dreams where I literally feel literally real, and I've literally woke up and I'm like, oh shit, this isn't this isn't real life. This is just a dream. Um, but also I've had I've had dreams where enough I like literally a few days later I've forgotten about them but when I woke up it, it felt quite strange so I don't think I've, I I don't think I've had strange dreams I just can't remember them right now or anymore I, I might start writing a dream journal but the thing, you know sometimes when you wake up right the minute you wake up you forget what you dreamt about does that not happen to you what no apparently if you forget it I can't remember if it was like 30 seconds or minutes after you've woken up but you do pick really so you don't really look uh, recollect the entirety of the dream but you recollect a certain percentage of the dream that you've just seen but still but still i i think a, a dream diary would be amazing i i only remember a, a handful of dreams that i had like the, the the craziest one that i think i had 
Well, I've had a couple actually since w- when I was like five to ten. One of them was an airplane crashing as I was playing football uh, in the flat that I used to live. And then when that airplane crashed, a skeleton came out of it and it chased me right up to my house. And then I locked the door and then I woke up. And then another one I had was I'm in a park and the park was filled with water slides and I was going across that water slide. And all I remember seeing was going down the water slide and just looking at the park. How amazing is that? How amazing is that? I don't know what inspired that dream, but yeah, they would go around. I just love dreams i love dreams i love to dream i'm a dreamer yes i am a dreamer too sorry anyways people love my my singing i've had a lot of positive feedback from people really it was funny actually people are gonna laugh when i say this but i actually got told um years ago that you have a great voice get out of here stop it i I, no 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 okay mate okay that i've actually got a nice tone to my voice and if i had maybe learned to sing properly or you know learn the skills I could have been a good singer um, oh that's lucky man someone asked me to order tune my voice on this oh really nah not really <laughs> if anyone wants to give me singing lessons then oh, well. shout me Bro, you can't sing you can't sing I can sing. sing I was you're told really, to sing from deep from within the stomach my friend taught me that you basically what you do is right you stand your back has to go right up against the wall yeah and you straighten your posture and then you sing from your stomach that's how you do it anyway as I was saying <laughs> as I was saying <laughs> If anyone out there <laughs> wants to give me a lesson, <laughs> shout me and um, let's go. I'm ready. No, I'm guys, ready. Right, listen, listen, listen. If you would like to teach us to sing, j- drop us a d- DM and then join us on our next podcast as we learn to sing. Do you know what? We actually need, we need, we need to bring a guest in soon. So. All right. All right. Jo- 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 slide into our DMs. Slide into our DMs if you want to be a guest on our next episode. Or and if you can episode. teach us to sing, that's an added bonus as well. Yeah. And also other skills. If you think you've got a skill worthy to be taught on the podcast, then slide in our DMs and let's go. It looks like we've started a new talent show. What do we call it? Talent of life. <laughs> How about Canvas has got talent Canvas Got talent The X Canvas factor Oh by the way guys We're opening up a new bank It's called the Bank of Life If anyone wants to invest in it Shout us As always Slide in our DMs Basically Slide in our DMs For everything (laughs) (laughs) Anything Everything Anything everything, Slide in our DMs (laughs) Now we should also move on to stats Another week So do you want to see the stats Or should I Well we'll go go one after the other How about that Let's do the British So I'll start So this week we've got A total of 1.6 mil cases Globally Yep Um, There's been over 370,000 recovered 96% of those 1.6 mil by the way Are with mild conditions And 4% are in serious conditions And also like I think I found out Something like Spain, which had one of the worst cases, or one of the worst um, rates. I think they're they're finally recording like lower deaths. So I think it's starting to get better over there. Um, that includes Italy as well. And Italy as well, yeah. I think Italy as well. They're starting to record less less deaths. So it is getting better. I think um, it is getting better. But you know, another thing that I've noticed is while some one country starts to experience dips, other countries will start catching up in the case numbers, and then they'll be experiencing their peak times. So obviously, it started off with China, South Korea. For example, in Iran, they went through their through their rapid rise in case numbers, and then obviously they started to spiral out. And then catching behind them was Italy and Spain, of course, going through their increasing numbers, and now they're finally, fortunately, starting to peter out in cases. Then followed that was America rising rapidly, Germany as well, but America was on another level. <laughs> they're obviously a case in which it isn't going to be flattening out anytime soon, and obviously followed by 
by that is us, the UK and Germany and a couple of other countries. And obviously that will start to carry on as well. So it's, it's, it's one of those cases where the tough part is you have to wait, wait it out. You have to wait for something called the lag phase in order to see the true essence of the, the harm that's being caused statistically. Yeah, I think like, especially I think like the UK is increasing compared to that, like, like you mentioned already, compared to the others, the others. So we still need to be careful and we need to basically still socially distance, stay inside, stay at home, stay two metres apart or and follow all the guidance and just stay safe. Because I think people don't realise that we actually haven't hit the peak yet from what I'm seeing. So we still need to make sure we get through this and yeah. Oh wait, even a month in, people are still chilling outside. And we're actually learning more about how, so we've been advised that we can all exercise once a day and stuff. So you're seeing a load of people going out and exercising in the parks and stuff. But another report came out in days saying that people exercising should be more than two metres apart. So obviously the current ruling is that you should be no less than two metres or no more. No more I think people no need less. to stop using it. Like, like just because you're going for exercise, you're not supposed to go link up with your friends in the park and pretend you're exercising. Yeah, like, but the, the problem is though, people, that's one thing, but the, the people also exercising in public areas. And what they found is that some researchers in the University of Eindhoven created a simulation to show that in respiratory droplets of someone can still in, infect someone because it creates a vacuum of air behind them as they run through which is known as a slipstream and surely you being an athlete jace you should know about the slipstream athletes use a slipstream to run faster so in other words when you're running cycling and walking you're actually creating that area behind you so that's why the recommended distance of one meters 1.5 meters is effective only when moving slowly but that should be different when it comes to active movement uh, and though i should note that all this data was was has not been peer-reviewed yet so it's not concrete evidence but there you go that should be a note for people that go exercising every day and running try and keep maximum distance jace you should be one of those that that, that keep max distance you go running every day don't you no not 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 even um i work out home mostly um i think I'll, I'll probably go out to run maybe uh like once a week if that because because i'm still injured and when i when i go for i go for walks instead of runs because my knee still is my knee and my hamstring still isn't 100 percent. and when i do go for a run it starts to hurt a lot so i basically work out home to do like circuits and stuff but then I um I go out for walks just to get like a little bit of fresh air by myself actually. So oh, everyone yeah, said I, I don't go for runs though. Oh, bless you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah no of, of course the message is to be as cautious as possible and in in, t in talking about being cautious there's been reports coming out recently that, that there's at least 28 countries in the world right now which have been changing up the way they survey so in terms of surveillance in order to combat the spread of coronaviruses so reports have been saying that people are being tracked in terms of where they are so for example Argentina created an app where users have to give access to location data so the government of Argentina can basically track their whereabouts so for example if you were caught outside or breaking quarantine laws you will be asked to download that app so you can be tracked where you are and also for example Dubai are using the speed cameras to, to get your license plate and see where those travelers are traveling to or driving to and to find out whether they are essential workers or not or people who are being quarantined in Hong Kong are given electric wristbands 
fans to send over their track their location data. And even in the UK, it's it's been alleged recently that the government are in talks to bring in location data via telecom services. So like, is that right? Like, should 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 they be able to see our where we are? No, that's a that's a big no for me. Only because I I think sometimes the situation like there's people might be like, oh, there's a good cause, there's a good reason for it. They're trying to protect us and trying to prevent the spread. Yeah, 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 all of that. But then how do we know that when this is all over, it's going to stop and they're not going to keep, do you know what I mean? Like, I think sometimes if you give someone too much power, when this is all over, they're going to carry on with that power and not. they're not going to say something just like, oh. So for example, say the virus was very lethal with high percentages of death and we needed measures like measures like this, surely it would be essential, no? Like in order to really be strict on people's whereabouts and to, to, to prevent cases like we're having now where people aren't taking things seriously, surely people's lives should come first. Yeah, but I'm still a bit sceptical about giving this much power and um, access to the government. Yeah, because like, I see your point. It is, it's breaking a lot of, let's say, ethical rules and rules of privacy. But my, my mind just can't, it still thinks of like, the fact that surely if it, if human lives depended on it, we would have to take such measures. Now elsewhere, I don't know if you heard, mate, but UFC 249 got cancelled. What do you think of that? I'm crying, mate. I'm crying. It, it hurts my feelings. It was, he was in, it was in this, um, this lineup. I can't remember. Do you know? Well, it was supposed to originally be Khabib versus Tony Ferguson, which I've been waiting for since so I was about five. Since you were five? Are you, are you, are you lying there? Nah, so I'm 10 years old. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I think, but I think that just shows, that just shows, I mean, everything else is getting cancelled, so that getting cancelled isn't exactly surprising. Because, actually, do you know what's funny? I actually do remember seeing something where they basically saying, oh, well, you can't have social distance in the UFC cage. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, <laughs> didn't WrestleMania go ahead the other day? Or uh, It did. Behind closed doors. Yeah. Um, so how did that, how did that work? I honestly don't know. But actually what I can tell you is, and this is another thing I learned. So this UFC event got cancelled only because from pre- pressure from Disney and ESPN. So Dana White, one of, a rich, powerful person, was told from other people. So what it showed me was even bosses have bosses. There's someone's, there's always a boss for someone. Someone's always there, no matter who you are, telling you what to do. Unless you're the top 1% of the top 1%, which refers to the show that is the best show, one of the best shows in the world, Mr. Robo. Which I just finished a few days ago, which I'll leave for my recommendations. So I should not. Yeah, this, like, this is going to be like the third time you recommended that. Yes, because in the first episode, I only just started watching it. And in episode three, the last episode, I was coming towards the end of it. And today, episode four, I finished it a few days ago. And my God, I'm so sad for it to have finished. So is that your recommendation? I, <laughs> I kind of forced us to jump us towards the recommendations. It is my recommendation. One of many, actually. I also recommend Casa Papel. Casa. Their Casa. Money Heist. I still haven't watched it yet. I still... Because um, I've been missing football a lot. I've been watching football documentaries. Yeah, so I watched... Uh, Sunderland till I die and then I watched Leeds United um, some, something about takers home Leeds United and Prime and then I watched Maradona in Mexico Maradona right he is crazy he, my favourite wow. cokehead he, he is a nutter why, why would you say that even though I know <laughs> well I mean apart from his his crazy life like literally if you watch a documentary you literally laugh like and just how wild he is um, he got sent like in like the whole series he got sent off twice um, when he was on the touchline because um, it was basically like beefing the fans the away fans like on his ones um, yeah he's just he's just he's crazy like he's 50 like nearly 60 years old and yeah 
He's a funny guy. But then, speaking of crazy people, you need, you know, you need to watch Tiger Tiger King. Wow, I've not seen that. So everyone's I, talking about that. I watched the whole seven episodes in like two days, bro. Is it an actual? Is it about a person who who interacts with tigers? No, no, no. He basically collects and sells and keeps tigers. Um, and like other like wild animals and other big cats and all of that. Um, and basically the whole season is about him. And then also there's a woman called, called Carol Baskin who is literally against him, who basically doesn't want to, um, who doesn't want the tigers and other animals to be kept in cages. But the funny thing is she also has something called Big Cat Rescue, but they keep tigers in cages as well, which they've rescued. And it just didn't make sense to me. Um, and I'm also definitely sure, like, I am 100% back in the theory that she could have her second husband and fed him to tigers. All the evidence Whoa. literally points towards her killing him. And, Holy and taking him, like, I think like 90% of his wealth because he was, he was a millionaire um, and she, obviously all, her, all, her, all his money went to her um, but yeah like literally and also bro like every single episode you literally leave your jaw open because like they have she's crazy he's crazy they have crazy friends there's like a drugs cartel guy who was in there he went to prison he went to prison in like the 80s or something for like murder and stuff like that because uh, he was like the, one of like the biggest drug dealers around um, and then there's a like um, so Joe the Tiger King his like mentor there's this guy I, I forgot his name but he basically runs a sex cult um, and literally like every episode is about all their like literally their, like their whole their whole all of them are just mental honestly mental how do these people like, get I, their own documentaries going is this on I guess someone finds yes on Netflix and I guess to be fair I think they've been on the news and they've been on like um, like talk shows and stuff so people have heard of them and I guess someone probably thought oh this is an interesting story to document about and that's probably how they went to document them and like the Tiger King he's now to, he's now in prison because he tried apparently something like he tried to get someone tried to hire someone to kill Carol Baskin so now he's in prison and, and yeah honestly watch it you'll, you'll never watch a show like that ever again another unique show and I'm going to recommend it again for a fifth time mr robot god damn it watch it <laughs> no honestly it is such an underrated show it's one of those shows where the people that watch it will tell other people to watch it but no one else will watch it because uh, that happened to me uh, a friend told me to watch it four years ago and i never watched it, it is so good um and I, I don't know i can't remember why i lost interest or i just it's sometimes when you stop watching something and then you don't go back to it for a while you kind of like just forget about it and then um and that's kind of like what happened i just didn't really i can't i don't from what i remember i didn't really get into it but maybe i'll give, I'll give it a second go you really have to fit like concentrate not concentrate really heavy but if you don't concentrate for some parts you you'll miss some essential components of the show and, and i feel like that's why maybe it isn't as as popular as other shows out there because I, I i think it's look here's my challenge to you right if you're listening you are listening obviously but if you're smart watch this show if you enjoy it you you know you're smart if you don't hey you're you're part of the other group Ooh. Do you know what I mean? that, you know that's, that's what i'm saying that's all i'm saying it's, it's wow, such a wow, good show wow, wow. Uh, do you know what? I watched it. I enjoyed it. I loved it. So I guess that means I'm just smart, doesn't it? Yeah, Mr. Robot actor. Um, I really rate his acting in Bohemian Rhapsody. He he plays an amazing Freddie Mercury. So that, actually, that's a really good film. How do you know he plays an amazing Freddie Mercury? I've seen videos of Freddie Mercury, and I think he have you really? really well. Yeah, I actually like. You know, what? I I actually listen to Queen. You know, I rate I rate the music. Yeah, like what's their third album? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Like what's the what's your favorite song? <laughs> uh, what's your favorite album? <laughs> the greatest hits. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, no. Like, but the thing is, like, I'm not like a big fan of Queen necessarily, but I like their like I like um I like Bohemian Rhapsody. I like We Will Rock You. 
I like um all their mainstream music. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if 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 those kind of songs came on, I'd be like, yeah, this is nice. But I don't necessarily go out and listen to like their albums and stuff. Um, but yeah, but yeah, is it Remy? Remy something? I forgot his last name. Um, he plays a sick Freddie. Freddie Malik, that's the one. He plays a sick Freddie Mercury. Um, yeah, big him up. Should we clap for Remy Malik? Yeah, we, we need to. We, we need to keep our claps for special people. We, we clap. I think we clapped too much. Remy Malik is special. Yeah. At least one clap. Uh, you gave you clap for him. You clap for him. I did. I just gave him one clap. Okay. Cool. Go. Cool. Cool. I'm clapping for Maradona. Big up Maradona. You gave him about four claps. Yeah, that's my guy, man. Five, six claps. He deserves it. He's the greatest. That actually, I was thinking, since watching the Maradona thingy, I've been thinking about who, who I would say are the top five footballers of all time. Quickly, without thinking about it, who, who goes into your top five before we finish up? Pele, Maradona, Messi, Ronaldo, Igalo. Fair enough. Fair enough. See, your four is the same as mine. Like, I would say do it. But I would have Ronaldo, Messi, Pele, Maradona. And I can't think of who's my fifth. Maybe someone like um, Cruyff or... Yeah, um, Cruyff. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Oh, um, I know I'd put... I know who I'd put. I know who I would put as my number four. Brazilian Ronaldo. Oh, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. Elite player, man. Elite player. I'm, I feel lucky to have been able to watch him. But yeah, I, I think we've done our recommendations and I think we should wrap it there. What do you reckon? I agree. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sticking with us for another episode of the COVID specials. We didn't cough Until we meet once. again. Until we meet again. Follow us on our socials. Follow us on our socials. Which is? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do this again. Uh, at, on Instagram is at canvas.of.life underscore on twitter is covers of life one on facebook just the covers of life until we meet again stay inside stay safe and stay blessed have a blessed day